0: Remember what it was like to get all pumped up and stoked for a Rwanzi Contreras start? You know what I'm talking about. The the whole freak show component to what he was doing. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kolachovic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or football. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Steelers. And I hope you'll check those out as well pirates eight reds three thank goodness for the reds the great equilibrium that exists in the nl central when it comes to the pirates and having a really rough time you know with literally everybody else well except the dodgers i guess o'neill cruz went four for five jack Sawinski, the couple hits couple doubles actually uh A walk, a couple RBIs for him, and just generally a good night for the offense later on, breaking a 2-2 tie and turning it into a blowout. Before that, before that, Contreras made another start. Lasting four innings, there was a rain delay. Two runs, two hits. A couple strikeouts gave up a home run in there. And it wasn't anything, you know, super spectacular or flashy, and he wasn't blowing up anybody on the radar gun or throwing some of the wipe-out off-speed stuff that he had early on. But you know what he's become? Quietly, and boy do I mean quietly when it comes to this kid, just a really good pitcher. And I got to tell you, I'll take that all day Long over the freak show. Whether it inspires uh, memes on the internet or hashtag Rowanzi Day, whenever it's his turn, for the people who are really appreciating this game and the single most beautiful thing about it, that of course being the art of pitching, then this kid has matured beyond any right that we would have had, reasonable right that we would have had to expect going in. Think about it. Seriously, think about the way he looked coming up here last year, the way he looked in spring training, the way he looked, you know, early on in his first few starts in Pittsburgh. We were all just looking at the gun. We were all just saying, whoa, this kid can do stuff. But then he just kind of, settled into the background and continue to deliver good start after good start. Here's what Derek Shelton had to say last night about this one. You know, I think it's a couple of things. I think it's late in the year for a kid that hasn't pitched this late in the year and, you know, he doesn't pitch in cold weather a lot. So I think it's a combination of two things. But it's like we talked about earlier in the year when when we sent him out. We wanted him to finish the year. We wanted him to pitch. And we knew we were gonna have to to monitor his innings. So it's something that we will monitor. But the the fact that he's continuing to pitch is the most important thing. Good for him. I mean he just he went out there and got the job done under a weird circumstance, meaning, you know, Monday night against the Reds in late September. There's rain, there's absolutely nobody in the seats. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. So the other thing that factors into this, and I really believe it, for the people who are still paying attention to this team, and I mean really paying attention, Luis Ortiz comes along. He's firing 100. Johan Oviedo comes across in the trade from St. Louis. Spends a little bit of time in the minors. He's in Pittsburgh. He's throwing 100. And now there's three of these guys. And if you want to get technical, remember that was only a handful of months ago that Mitch Keller was hitting 100 on the gun as well. So you've got four guys in your starting rotation who are throwing absolute flames when they want to. Arguably, when they need to. The two new guys just showed up, and they're really bringing the gas. And maybe we'll see over time that it's easier for them, particularly Ortiz, who just makes that velocity look so effortless. But the way more important component to this, and believe you me, Keller will attest to this in the strongest possible terms, is just pitching. Mitch was blowing people away in spring training, and he kind of liked it. And then you'll recall the regular season started, and things didn't go so well because hitters were sitting on that fastball. They knew he was just going to rear back and fire it, and he did. And then he ended up switching to something else, and then to yet another thing. Then he was taken out of the rotation then he kind of taught himself a sinker, and then the slider came into play. A lot of this was just Mitch's own doing. But somehow, some way, out of all of that apparent chaos, he realized hey, I can get guys out with three, four different pitches. I don't need to lean on this one. It's great that I've got it, it's great that my arm is that strong. But it doesn't mean I have to show it off constantly. and That's kind of how it feels like it's gone with Contreras. It's not going to be as easy to tell. Mitch is speaking English and he's dealing with people like me in his first language. I do speak with Rwanzi. It's always through interpreter Mike Gonzalez. And it's just not the same thing. But I can see where this is something that's become important to Contreras as well, and maybe it will be for Ortiz and Oviedo down the road. Whatever the case, I'm just reminding here today that it's way more important for your starting pitchers to be boring than it is for them to be exciting. When we come back, an exciting, maybe, J1Q... today's day one q comes from john gruchowski he asks dk am i being reactionary here but it seems downright classless of the pirates to dfa michael chavis in the last week of the season i know his bat hasn't been there lately like nearly everyone else's but this guy's been here from day one you know, John, I don't have a super strong opinion on this one. Uh, and take that, please, in the right context, meaning I really like Chavis. He'd become my favorite person with whom to dialogue in that clubhouse, uh, home or road. He was just a guy who would give me a, a, a lot of good quality background on guys that I was able, in turn, to share with you. Uh, good quality insight on games and events and things behind the scenes. And those types of players in my own history of covering the Pirates, which now obviously goes back a good bit, has for me always felt like, whether it was coincidence or not, uh, something that I would associate with guys on the team who were leaders. If you think about it, if you're a leader, and this doesn't necessarily mean the leader or, you know, somebody who's, you know, begging to have a letter stitched on their sweater or something like that. But if you're a leader in an environment, one of the things that has to be true is that you're invested in the people around you and vice versa. You're genuinely interested in how they're doing, what they're doing, whether or not they're doing enough, and that's The vibe that I picked up from Chavis for a long time, and he gave everything he had over these almost six months. So, does it suck kind of that it's you know on September 26th and you've made it this far along, and the GM throws you out? Uh, Along with Greg Allen, who, by the way, Greg Allen was also with the Pirates all year long. It just didn't feel like it because he missed the first couple of months to injury, uh, having gotten hurt in spring training. But yeah, it's not a great, great look. And I guarantee you, I mean, double G guarantee you that it's not something that would have sat well in the clubhouse. Now, the problem with saying anything about that is when you're losing a hundred plus games and they're still going to do that. They're at 97 with another week and change to go. You don't really have much of a right to say anything. Maybe you don't even have a right to think anything, but these guys go onto the field together every day and they do forge friendships and they do respect some players more than others and Chavis had all of that going on. So to throw him out on his ear when he could have just finished a nice, full big league season uh, as a DFA so that they could bring up some, I don't know, fourth string catcher or whatever, this guy they got from the Yankees. You know, I to an extent, I get this whole waiver wire plucking thing. The guy from the Yankees, is their 19th, guy that they got either through a direct waiver claim or trading for someone who'd been on waivers, which is essentially the same thing. And none of them panned out, not one, not one. In fact, the irony in this is that the one guy who actually played kind of okay in being acquired like this, and of course it was last year, was Chavis. You know, come up with another hitter who fits that. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) They are who they are, man. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates, and we'll do another one of these tomorrow.